Well, here we are again, the Ensign family sitting around our kitchen table, and we're ready for another episode of Ensigns to the Nations. Uh, we are today going to go over Mosiah 11 through 17, a light that can never be darkened. Uh, it's been an interesting and fun little week for us. Uh, our, our oldest boy, Blake, and his wife, Bree, have had their second child. They had a little girl named Rachel, and we are so excited to have her in the Ensign family. And we have been able to watch their oldest, one and a half years old, little Jake. So you might hear some noises in the background of Jake crying or yelling or making jibber-jabber sounds or opening and closing doors and whatever he likes to do. Uh, but he's a part of our Ensigns to the Nations, and um, we're going to have a good time. So first of all, as many of you know, I grew up in California where there's a lot of wildfires. Um, I looked, and in, in, on July the 27th, in 2018, there was a rancher in California that was hammering a metal stake in the ground, and a hot fragment of metal flew off that, and it ignited the largest wildfire in California history just a couple years ago in 2018. It burned more than 410 acres. Imagine what that's like. We used to live on a place where there was five acres. 410, sorry, 410,000 acres. That's how much it burned. Destroyed 280 uh, structures and sadly killed one firefighter. There goes Jake. That's Jake playing with Luke's phone. So there's many stories about how one spark can cause a fire. So today, we're going to talk about um, this week's lesson, which is about one man. <laughs> kind of why I didn't want that. One man whose name was Abinadi, who um, sparked a fire of faith and testimony that spread throughout the Nephite nation, and it's had a lasting influence on those who read his words today. So most of us are never going to face the heat that Abinadi felt, right? when he died being burned at the stake and uh, there will be times in our lives that our faith will be tested many maybe Abinadi's words will fan the flames of courage in our hearts one of the first things that he said Abinadi when he was preaching was that Christ is the light that is endless that does uh, give me comfort. When dark times have come over this family, I have had just to simply turn my face to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I felt that everything will be okay. So, let's learn what one man taught about this light that can never be darkened. Jonah's going to talk about standing for truth. Okay, so the person that he was talking about is Abinadi. And Abinadi, a lot of us know the story of Abinadi that he talked to King Noah. King Noah didn't like him, and in the end, he was burned at the stake. But one thing I find interesting about Abinadi is that he didn't just go one time and then he escaped, and he went a couple times knowing that the king wanted to seek out his life. So it's kind of crazy that he would do that even after none of them showed any real interest and what he was saying and wanted to kill him. So, and then, and then the question is, why did Abinadi continue to go? And why was he 
I guess, okay or accepting that when he eventually did die by being burned at the stake. So it says in Mosiah chapter 17 at the very end when Abinadi gives his little speech and he talks about all the bad things that will happen to them when they kill him. Because they said, he said in verse 15, Behold, even as ye have done unto me, so shall it come to pass that thy seed shall cause that many shall suffer the pains that I do suffer, even the pains of death by fire, and this because they believe in the salvation of the Lord their God. So, and then he just continues to talk about how that is, that's going to, what's going to happen to them if they do this to him. And then the last two verses is, is he finishes his little speech by saying, Thus God executed vengeance upon those that destroy his people. O God, receive my soul. And the last one is, And now when Abinadi had said these words, he fell, having suffered death by fire, yea, having been put to death, because he would not deny the commandments of God, having sealed the truth of his words by his death. And that's the end of the story of Abinadi. So one thing I learned from Abinadi's example is that he had so much faith that he had to go through all this uh, and, and it'll all be worth it. For him, it didn't seem worth it. Or for somebody who looking from the outside, was it really worth it that he was burned and died? Right. It doesn't seem like God helped him at all. But obviously we know that he did. He Not only did he um, help him, and he went, obviously, to the celestial kingdom, but look at what it sparked. Look at all the great right. things that happened. It's awesome. What are you saying, Jay? It's crazy. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite story. Benedict is awesome. Benedict is awesome. All right. Well, then Luke is going to talk about the next few verses in chapter 12, and he's going to talk about how to apply his heart to understanding God's word. So uh, something that Abinadite is teaching when he is um, when he is um, when he's talking to King Noah and the priests, is that the um, is that they although they are knowledgeable about the Word of God, they do not take it inside of their hearts. And he says in Mosiah thirteen eleven, and now I I read unto you the remainder of the commandments of God. For I perceive that ye, that they are not written in your hearts, and I perceive that ye have studied and taught iniquity the most of your uh, the most part of your lives. And I think that this really um, this really helps to uh, emphasize the need to not only just read our scriptures every day and pray every day and do the thing. And although that's that's helpful and helps us create a relationship with God, it's not. Um, it's not it's not really um, making our testimony stronger what we need to do is like the scripture says take it in into our hearts remember one time my dad gave a talk in church and he was talking about um, powerful prayer and how he was talking about how that's um, that's a you can't you can you, you can just pray and not really focus on what you're saying you just kind of go through the motions um and i think that's really important and it goes along nicely with this with this topic that we can't it's we have to be able to just we have to be able to really really ponder what we're what we're talking about and what we're studying in the gospel 
Yeah, what, what else? What does it take then to get that into our hearts? We talked about prayer, and not just regular prayer, but mighty prayer. That was that well, was what the talk was about that I gave. It was mighty prayer. What else? How else do you get it into our hearts? Well, a way to get it into your heart is to apply it to your lives yes. so that you actually live the words that you're reading. Right. Even if maybe you don't. I mean, what's Alma 32 all about? It's all about faith, and it's about the seed. So we need to plant it in our hearts, right? We plant this into our hearts, and then it grows because we water it, and then we have faith, and then we end up having knowledge. So uh, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Sweet, good deal. So now in the next few verses, we talk about the Lord sustaining his servants in his work. Yes, we are going to talk about how the Lord sustains his servants in his work. And this is something that is brought up in these chapters in Mosiah chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. It tells that story about Abinadi and how the interesting thing is it talks about how um, yes, the Lord supports his ser- um, his servants, and he gives examples of that in there. But at the same time, he allowed Abinadi to be, suffer, to be persecuted. And he didn't just pull him out of that situation. He could have, but he didn't do that. Um, however, he didn't just leave him alone with no devices either. He, he sustained him when he needed it. And... Uh, we were talking in our little home sacrament meeting today about how um, Sister Joy Jones talked in um, general conference about um, how the Lord loves effort and blesses effort. And sometimes uh, we may not, things don't work out perfectly right, just like they didn't work out super great for Abinadi. He was doing everything he was supposed to do, and it wasn't the way he wanted it to turn out necessarily, um, but the Lord did sustain him and will sustain us as well um, as we as we try our best. And I know that as a parent, I've I've told my kids this before that at, well, I may not be doing everything right, I may not be doing everything perfect, but at least you can't say I didn't try. There's, I was I was telling my kids that's what they should put on my tombstone. At least she tried. <laughs> I know I've made a lot of mistakes, but there's, and I'm actually kind of proud of that. You know, I don't do everything perfect, but they know that I work hard and that they mean a lot to me, and, and maybe that's okay that I put that effort in, and maybe I don't always get it right, but they know that I care and I do try. So this these scriptures make me um, kind of feel a little bit better about my shortcomings, I guess. She does try very hard. She's the hardest working mother ever. Uh, I, th- I think about Abinadi many times when it's time for, when, when I try to do my callings and I try to do it to the best of my ability, no matter what happens. Um, you know, I think Abinadi had a glimpse of the kind of, um, fire that he was starting with his spark. I think he knew that Heavenly Father had a plan and a work for these Book of Mormon people, the Nephites, to do as well as us now. All right, so in the next little section, Jesus Christ suffered for me. That's in a couple of chapters in Mosiah 14 and 15, and Maya's going to talk a little bit about that. Maya? Hello. Um, So... 
King Noah and his priests believed that salvation came through the law of Moses. Abinadi wanted them to know that salvation comes through the Messiah, Jesus Christ. In Mosiah 14-15, notice words and phrases that describe the Savior and what he suffered for you. Um, what, what I think the answer is to that is, uh, uh, is that like, it's that it's really good that, that Jesus Christ suffered for us because, because we won't be the same if that didn't happen and everything. And, um, so... Yeah, and I'm just really glad that 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 Jesus Christ suffered for me. Amen. <laughs> she said, "Amen." Uh, yeah, one of the verses in there, Maya, that you were just reading, because it asks, Abinadi talks quite a bit about the Savior, talks about the Messiah, talks about Jesus Christ. And that's the whole reason why he's doing what he's doing is because of that. Um, there's a lot of v- verses in there. One of them say, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquities of us all. The, uh, I imagine that Abinadi um, may have heard King Benjamin talk. And right. Remember what King Benjamin's big thing was about? Was about what we're, we, he, he many times talked about how we've got to find our place and we have to know that Heavenly Father is great and, and wonderful and does everything. Right. And we're pretty much the dust of the earth, right? Yes, remember that? that that's what and I think Abinadi probably heard those teachings, was very close to them, and that's one of the things he just said. We are sheep that have gone astray. The Lord's there to help us and to guide us in where we're supposed to go all right let's see what's left jack Jack jesus christ both the father and the son now this is a big contention within our church and a lot of other churches because we're different we're different we we believe that the the father and son are different but same like we're the, we're the we got Jesus he's a different person and God he's the actual son of God and everything different beings um, and so here the, the this little passage that I have right here Mosiah 15 1 through 12 it, it gives a good little explanation what uh, what Abed and I was saying when he was trying to teach about the he- Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are the same being yet we know them as separate beings uh, in, he, he taught that God, the Son Jehovah, would be the Redeemer dwelling in the flesh, becoming man and part God. And so that part I can be perceived as pretty confusing. But the next little part that he says in verses 2 and 3, that's where it kind of fleshes it out a little bit. Where, uh, uh, where he, uh, verses 2 and 3 and 5 through um Five through yeah two and three yes yeah two and three um, it says uh, 
the father, because he was conceived by the power of God, and this is, is the uh, uh, and the son, because of the flesh, thus becoming the father and son. And so that's uh, Mosiah chapter three. And that little bit, it's a little confusing wording because it says father and son and God and all that. But if you look at it a little bit closer, it says he shall be called the son of God in two. And then having subject of the flesh to the will of the father, being the father and the son. So because he, um, because he like, completely subject, subjected himself to the will of God, the father, that in itself kind of brings us, brings it to where he's being, and because he's the flesh of the father on earth, that he's the father and the son. And also kind of brings into the, um, in, in uh, uh, verses five through nine, it kind of wraps it up a little bit more with how he subjected himself to the will of the God, of God the Father. And that's why he, he's almost like a born again God on earth. And so that's why this, we see him as he, he's part of he's fa the Father, but also the Son. Right. Let me ask you a question. The, or I have conceived you, right? You are conceived yes. by the power of me and your mother. True. Could you be called Brother Ensign or Mr. Ensign? Fosha. Yeah. So you are all you are Mr. Ensign and you are also Mrs. Ensign. Ensign. Uh, yeah. You're also <laughs> Ensign. So you both are there. And it's because you were conceived by the power of your parents. Right, but I am also, also your son. Your son. Right. True. We both. The other real reason why he's called the father is because he is literally the father of the earth. He yeah. He created the earth under the power of the Heavenly Father. Yeah. And he created our bodies under that power. So, Definitely. So that's that, why he is also yeah, our yeah, father. Yeah. Not as explained in Abednego, but yeah, it, it, that definitely is part of it. What makes it perfectly clear that they are separate beings? Because just what one thing that happened? I just said it. What? Uh, just Smith's song. Vision. Yes. Yes. Joseph Smith's song. I said it. He said it. Yeah, I said it from the get go. He just said it. Ah. So that's why we know it. Because of modern revelation. Definitely. Heck yeah, it's awesome. All right, good work. Now Allison's going to wrap it up. All right, good job, everybody. Um, this week has been just a wonderful lesson about a light that can never be darkened. And all these themes we talked about kind of come back to that theme. So... I loved how Jonah talked about I can stand for truth even when I stand alone. And Abinadi, of course, is a great example of that and his faith and continuing to um, face his fears and um, do as our Heavenly Father wanted him to do. And then Luke talking about applying our heart, whether that's to the work that we do or our prayers or whatever we're doing in um, and, the name of our Heavenly Father, and then um, the Lord sustaining his servants, as we saw as he did with Abinadi, how the um, Lord loves effort. Um, Maya talked about our Savior's atonement and bore sweet testimony of the Savior's atonement and how he suffered for her, and and then Jack gave us some doctrine about how Jesus um, could be both the Father and the Son, as we think about 
how that all ties together. So thank you for tuning in, everyone. And we're happy to have Jake here with us for another edition of Ha, 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 ha.